St. Dominic's Catholic Church in San Francisco presents a homily by Father Christopher Wetzel on Sunday, November 17, 2019, the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Today's Gospel is taken from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 21, verses 5 to 19, proclaimed by Deacon Charles McNeil. The Lord be with you. And your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, all that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, teacher, when will this happen? What sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you do not become deceived, for many will come in my name saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not listen to them. So when you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first for it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nations will rise against nation, and kingdoms against kingdom, and there will be powerful earthquakes, famines and plagues from place to place, and awesome signs and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to the prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead you to give testimony. 
Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will be even handed over by your parents, brothers, sisters, and relatives, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. Because by your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. time is it? Perhaps you have a watch that you can look at or a phone you can pull out of your pocket to tell you, but most of the people who have ever lived did not have such a wonderful time-telling device. If you don't have a chronometer, a device for measuring time, then you tend to think about this question a little differently. What time is it? It's bedtime. It's time to wake up. It's time to sow the wheat. It's time to harvest the crops. The ancient Greeks, in their wisdom, have two words to describe these two different kinds of time. Chronos is time that is measured, the bus that is 10 minutes late, the deadline that is, is in two weeks. On the other hand, there is kairos, the time that is opportune for action, the appointed time, the right moment, which your clock would not tell you. Look at the beautiful stones and costly stained glass windows of our beautiful church. All that you see here, the days are coming when there will be not a stone left upon another that will not be thrown down. Teacher, when will this happen? And what does Jesus say? Does he give an exact date, a range of years? No. He does not give a kairos. He does not give that chronos. He gives a kairos. Do not be deceived by those who would predict the end of the world. Because all those who have predicted the end of the world I've been wrong. But what kind of time do you live in? Are you always in chronos, rushing from one thing to the next, filling time slots with activities? To live in chronos is to struggle, to fill the empty monotony, and to dull the pain of boredom. And I have been there. After I graduated from college, I had a hard time finding a job. I spent months living in my parents' house, looking for a job, but not finding one. So I began to fill my time with TV and with futile internet surfing, putting off the next empty job search. I was living 
in chronos, in measured time. Some would say, YOLO, you only live once, and so you should cram your minutes full of diversion, distraction, fill your life with new experiences. Or maybe time is like a relentless driving force that is constantly pushing deadlines upon you, an endless hill to climb, a destroying wildfire that incinerates whatever does not move away from it fast enough. Lo, the day is coming, blazing like an oven, when all the proud and all evildoers will be stubble. And the day that is coming will set them on fire, leaving them neither root nor branch. The world will end. There will be awesome sights and mighty signs in the sky. Death will come, and then judgment with burning fire for evildoers. But there is another way. There is another time. There is another future. For those who fear God's name, there will arise the Son of Justice with its healing rays. Jesus is that Son of Justice who came in the fullness of time to completely upend the slow decay and emptiness of Kronos, simply marking off the minutes until the end. In the book of Revelation, Jesus, the one who sits on the throne, says, Behold, I make all things new. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. How does this happen? How does Jesus make all things new? In Kairos time, Creation and history are linked by tremendous purpose, by Christ, through whom all things were made, and who for us and our salvation came down from heaven, entering into space and time, to break the illusion that death and decay have the final say, to effect a great return after our great exit, our terrible tumble from grace, our fatal fall into sin. Even though Jesus died 2,000 years ago and thousands of miles away in Jerusalem, his resurrection from the dead destroys death itself. His resurrection means that for us too, today, there is the possibility of kairos, of an appointed time, of a right moment, of the opportune time for action, so that we too are not bound by death. Our sins, which should merit hell, can be forgiven. All time is God's time, and so he goes beyond offering us the mere possibility to give us the actuality, the reality, of this forgiveness of sins. The entire event of Jesus' suffering, death, and resurrection 
fundamentally reorders the universe like a new Big Bang. Jesus makes all things new by transcending the normal limits of space and time, making us present at and, in, uh, and participants in his death on the cross. I love the cross that we have on our reredos. Jesus is crucified, and then kneeling by the cross is St. Dominic. St. Dominic lived hundreds of years after the crucifixion. He wasn't there. But the artist has put him there because, in a sense, he was there. At the Last Supper, Jesus commanded his disciples to do this in memory of me. And when we do this, we are not here as mere passive participants or observers, like an audience at a play. No. To do this means that the priest really stands in the place of Christ, offering his body. And all present here, you really are the, his disciples, who witness his death, who kneel at the cross, but also see his glorious resurrection. Right here, right now, this liturgy is one and the same right moment, the same kairos, that same special time with the Last Supper, but also with the heavenly wedding feast to which we are called. So right now, we have all stepped away from the tyranny of Kronos and its seconds ticking away into the marvelous light of eternity. And hopefully not because this homily is taking an eternity, but rather because here is the only thing that matters, the only thing that fills our days and our minutes with meaning. Right here and now is the only event worth waiting for most important moment in our lives. As Father Michael is fond of saying, we have received the Lord Jesus, and so let us act like it. Even in the midst of our daily struggles, we can bring this moment, this Eucharist, this liturgy, with us. We don't have to leave Kairos when the Mass is over. What do you work for? just to fill your hours, another day, another dollar? How do you use your free time? Are you just trying to stuff it full of entertainment? Do you just surf the web aimlessly? I can attest that that does not bring happiness. Instead, you can live kairos by asking yourself this question. How can I, right now, be present to Jesus, crucified and risen. How can I right now be with Christ at the foot of the cross and ascending into heaven? Sometimes that means working quietly like St. Paul advises us to do in the first reading. Sometimes it means risking speaking truth to power and risking being called before governors and kings, like Jesus says. Sometimes it means bringing prayer to a moment of chaos. 
What time is it? It is time to give testimony. It is time to put fear aside, to leave the chains of Kronos behind, and to be renewed. It is time to live this moment at all times of our life. It is time to stand erect, raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand. Let us rise now and profess the Nicene Creed together as we say, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten Amen, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things remain. For us men, for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate in the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds in the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken to the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Mindful that only the Lord knows our last day and our until that time, we implore the Lord to hear our prayer. We pray in gratitude for the life and ministry of Father Felix Cassidy. We pray for church leaders throughout the world that they might emulate Father Cassidy's joyful spirit. Let us pray to the Lord. That the church in San Francisco may continue to nurture vocations to the priesthood and religious life. Let us pray to the Lord. And we pray for the people of Santa Clarita and for the safety of all, especially the vulnerable in education. Let us pray to the Lord. We pray for the holy souls, praying especially for those named in the Book of the Dead and on our prayer cards, and with all who have died in the sure and certain hope of resurrection. Let us pray to the Lord. And we pray that we might seize this moment of liturgical prayer as the opportune time to receive God's grace and mercy, let us pray to the Lord. Lord 
and of your charity, pray for the repose of the soul of John Castillo. and for the personal needs hidden in the silence of our hearts. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord we guide our prayers as one as we pray the common prayer found in the program. We pray together, Lord of the harvest, service to your call offered in Jesus' name. We ask these petitions as your priestly people, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated.
Pray, dear friends, that this your sacrifice and mine may be acceptable to God, our Almighty Father. Grant, O Lord, we pray that what we offer in the sight of your majesty may obtain for us the grace of being devoted to you and gain us the prize of everlasting happiness through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for in you we live and move and have our being. And while in this body, we not only experience the daily effects of your care, but even now possess the pledge of life eternal. For having received the first fruits of the Spirit, through whom you raised up Jesus from the dead, we hope for everlasting share in the Paschal mystery. And so, with all the angels, we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim.
are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of this in memory of me. Mysterium Fidei. Therefore, Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit, may make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially the most blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and your glorious martyrs, with St. Jude, our Holy Father Dominic, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May the sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis our Pope and Salvatore our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters and all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admissions to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world, 
all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say,
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb.
Let us pray. We have partaken of the, of the gifts of this sacred mystery, humbling, imploring, O Lord, that what your Son commanded us to do in memory of him may bring us growth in charity through Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Good afternoon, everyone. Do take home a bulletin for all that's going on, our newsletter as well. If you have yet to give to our canned uh, good Thanksgiving drive, we still have another week, so you can bring those canned goods in. And thank you for those uh, who are have participated already. As usual, we have uh, refreshments and coffee over in the uh, Siena room. And I can't think of, frankly, a, a better way to have begun this beautiful, gorgeous day. We receive the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus has broken into our time. Let us now share that sacred time with others, his joy in life, all this week. Amen? Amen. Please stand for the final blessing. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. <laughs>